Hello? Hey, John, this is Eric Bergstrom. How are you? Good, Eric. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, sorry. It's just been such a crazy week, and it's just like, oh, man, but it would be easier to just get a hold of you when I was free. Exactly, and you threw me off with that video chat thing when I saw that. What I was, the hell was, I was that? I exactly. I was like, hold on, hold on. Technically, i got to figure out how to do this. <laughs> I was a scary-looking guy looking back at me on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to do that. I realized it was me. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to do that either. We're in radio, right? <laughs> you do TV exactly. too, but... We're in radio. Exactly. Right. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about your career. You know, I grew up watching okay. you. A lot of my friends did as well. Um, you're from the UP. I am too. Um, growing up in the UP, what led you to this career anyway? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. First of all, where are you from? Menominee. Oh, you're Menominee Maroon, huh? I am, that's right. Yeah, I moved away to Minneapolis and Chicago, but... My wife brought me back here, and I'm enjoying it. It's a lot slower, a lot more enjoyable than Chicago, trust me. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Good for you. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Start over? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to know, like, growing up in the UP, like I did, uh, what led you to this career in broadcasting and sports, you know, in particular? Well, I was a sports nut growing up. I, I As all of my friends were up in Nagani, I mean, we just lived and died for sports, whether it was the Packers or the Tigers or the University of Michigan or Michigan State. I mean, that was our life growing up. And, you know, obviously there aren't too many kids that get to uh, make a career in sports on the field or on the court. So the next best thing I thought was to find a way to get into the games for free and went to college and sort of majored in broadcast journalism and one thing led to another and started at the bottom and kind of worked my way up and had a lot of fun along the way. Now, uh, so let's get into that. Are you a Wolverine or a Spartan? Well, it depends. I'm a Wolverine football fan and a Spartan basketball Wow, fan. that's something I haven't yeah. seen. I'm, I'm Wolverine all the way there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There aren't many people that are like that. No. That's the way I am. Yeah, I've had... a big Tom fan, but uh, growing up, Michigan was so great. Sure, and sure. And their colors were maize and blue, which was the, you know, Nagati Minor color. Yep, so love it. hard to get away from that. Love it, yeah. I've had that conversation with my mother-in-law. She's from Minneapolis, and she doesn't understand how you can't like both, and I guess you can now that I talk to you. But I, for a long time, I was telling her, you can't. If you grow up here, you cannot. you got to pick one or the other. I know. I'm, I'm pretty unique in that way. I know that. <laughs> you are. <laughs> now, uh, you grew up in Nagani. I imagine you've been to Marinette Menominee before a few times, I bet, right? Oh, absolutely. Actually, we used to play some uh, baseball down in the Menominee area. They were always really good. I remember that. Um, but I remember when I was growing up, Menominee was such a great basketball school. I mean, right. I remember being at old Hedgecock Fieldhouse in Marquette watching Pat Miller oh, wow, and those yeah. guys. And those great teams, Dewey Belial, I mean, yep. Eglin, I still remember their name. <laughs> That's neat because I mean, they just had the anniversary of that that whole team or all, you know, the guys left, came, and they had a big anniversary thing at the at the high school for them. I think last year or the year before, it was pretty neat. Oh, that's great. And Pat actually became a good friend of mine. I haven't seen him in a few years, but he was a good friend of mine for a while, as, as was his sister, and uh, great people. But that was I mean, that was, you know, we looked at, at those Menominee teams almost the way you'd look at a great college team nowadays or something. I mean, sure, sure. we held them in awe. They were, they were so good. They were so much fun to watch. My first memory of Pat Miller, I was a big, or I am a big Pistons fan, but I was a big fan of the Bad Boy Pistons. My dad was telling me Pat Miller taught or was trying to teach Den Dennis Rodman how to shoot free throws back in the day. That's the first time I yeah, had heard of him. I, I remember that. I think he was at Northwood Institute at the time coaching. And Pat was a uh, free-throw shooting guru. I mean, people from all around the country went to him to learn the fundamentals of shooting free-throws. 
I still remember that. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, you uh, you did a lot of interviews with the Packers, worked with them throughout your career. Uh, what was the toughest interview you ever had with the Packers? Oh, the toughest. Um, <laughs> actually, it was Reggie White. After I went on the air and kind of blasted him because people had donated like hundreds of thousands of dollars to rebuild his church, then they never oh, rebuilt the church. I remember that, nobody, yeah. Yeah, and nobody knew where the money went. And I kind of blasted Reggie. And then in the locker room after a game, I asked him a question. And I'll never forget. He goes, huh, you're asking me a question? I'm like, yeah, what do you think of, you know, so-and-so? Huh, I'd think if you had a problem with something I did or said, you would have come to me instead of sitting here <laughs> asking me questions. So it was a whole, we had a real tense thing. Right, right. And was super quiet. It's like, oh, wow. Is yeah. Reggie White going to kill Mino? See, that's what happens when you have a microphone in front of you, because I remember that, and I think I was blasting him too, but at that time I didn't have a microphone in front of me, so <laughs> that leads to problems. <laughs> and standing about six inches away from him. Yeah, and, he's, that and he is not a small guy either. So <laughs> kind of... Oh, my goodness. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's, still, uh, it's still one of my, I, I shouldn't say favorite memories, but one of my memories that stands out the most, put it that way. Now, of all the guys you have interviewed or met, uh, with the Packers and Brett Favre, the list goes on and on. I saw a picture of you with Sterling Sharp um, when he first yeah. came into the Packers. Who was the most fun guy to interview for, with the Packers throughout your career? Well, it certainly wasn't Sterling Sharp. No, I know. Um, you have to tell me about that picture because I saw you talking to other people. Was it as awkward as the picture looks? Well, it was drafting. So Sterling had just come into town, and I don't think Sterling was too happy to be drafted by the Packers. Yeah, at that time, nobody that. did, was, right? I just did an interview with Tony Mandrich. Did. I just talked to Tony Mandrich, and he was telling me that whole story, too, when he got drafted. At that time, nobody yeah. did, right? Nobody did. Nobody wanted to come to Green Bay. It was the dregs of the NFL. It really and truly was. So he was in kind of a lousy mood to begin with, and he was sitting there waiting for the you know big interview with me on Channel 11, and he's probably thinking to himself, oh, my gosh, where am I? What have I got myself into? And he, You know, he was good, though, for a while, for about halfway through his first year. He was approachable and everything, and then he just turned 180 degrees, and you could not talk to him after that. He's just, just a different sort of human being. And now look what he's yeah. doing. <laughs> what is he doing now? He's doing press. He's doing. He's, doing he's, he's in the media now. <laughs> oh, is he? Still? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they know he was, and then he left for a while. Yeah, I think he's but... still. I think he's still doing it. You wouldn't think that okay. back then, would you? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the good guys, though. Edgar Bennett was one of the all-time good guys. Yeah, I still remember that. Frankie Winters. I was great friends with Frankie. We had a great time. Uh, you know, Brett was Brett was great up until his last few years when he didn't know if he wanted to be here anymore. Didn't know if he wanted to play anymore. Didn't want to hang out with his teammates anymore. Yeah, you know, he was great awkward. right up until then. But they, for an organization, they had a lot of really good guys come through. I will give them credit for that because in the Forrest Gregg era, man, they had some thugs on that oh, football Oh, I know, team. right? They had a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, they really cleaned that up. And, and they brought in for uh, almost 100%, not 100%, but close to it, just good people. And, and that was cool to cover those kind of guys. Do you remember going from the time you said the dregs, do you remember a time when in your head when you, you thought, Boy, things are changing right now. We thought, you know, this could change into something good here. Well, you know, for the first half of 92, Holmgren's first year, still didn't really have that feeling because there were still a lot of the same guys out there that we saw play so horrifically. You know, I was talking with somebody just the other day, and I remember the last four games of the 91 season. We thought 
that might have been the worst football team in the history of the NFL, the way they played in those last four games. I remember, they yeah. Even, remember that? It was it was I terrible. Do. I remember they played Philadelphia that year. And Philadelphia could have beaten them. They could have picked a number and beat them by that score. It was it was incredible. And Denver, too, it was, it was horrible. So, 92, it was hard to say that anything was going to change all that much because a lot of those same guys. But then halfway through 92, I remember they beat Houston in like a Sunday night game, and it was like, wow, Houston's like a contender here. And they beat them. And then they beat, you know, Philadelphia. And it's like, hey, what's going on here? There's there <laughs> some teams that we're not used to seeing that. That was, that's when it first started. When they, when they were playing those kind of games and, and beating some teams that, that just pummeled them years before, or even playing them close, it's like, ah, what's going on here? And that was, that's when I first noticed it, right about then. Yeah, pretty neat. Now, this doesn't have to be with the Packers, but what are some of your favorite moments or favorite moment? I'm sure it's hard in your broadcast career. Well, there's no question. My number one favorite moment, March 17th, 1994. And I know that because it's my birthday. And I was doing play-by-play at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. And we knocked off the University of California with Jason Kidd in the first round. Oh, of yeah. The I remember that, that well. Nothing top that. Nothing in the world could top that. Yeah, that was really that, that was, was a really phenomenal. cool time for that university, wasn't it? Absolutely. And then, you know, people don't realize they played Syracuse in the next game. And Syracuse had three guys that played for a long time in the NBA and played them really, really tough. And I'll never forget, you know, remember little things? Ben Berlowski, uh, Green Bay was down by one with about a minute and a half left to play. Berlowski drove the baseline, put up the shot off the glass, scored, whistled. You think it's an and one, and they called an offensive foul yeah. on our, our guy. And it's like, they, uh, I hate to say it, but the, the name on the jersey sometimes does matter. It sure it does, yeah. Unfortunately. In basketball. And I... we did not get that call, and we ended up losing by like four, so I don't remember, but. I still remember that has been one of the more heartbreaking times. So, and that was, you know, I had the greatest time of my life two days before, then one of the most heartbreaking ones two days later. But NCAA tournament, if you're involved with it in any way, shape, or form, that is such a cool sports entity. I think it's unmatched. <laughs> I agree with you. Now, uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about, your relationship with Larry McCarron. Talk a little bit about yeah. that. And uh, before you talk about him and the relationship, um, where did he get the Johnny Boy thing? Well, okay. Do you want to know the first time Larry McCarron and I ever spoke to each other? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how old you are, but 1984. Okay. Monday Night Football. I was in 10. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. Well, okay. You might really remember. There was like two feet of snow that came down during oh, that Oh, yeah. Game. Yeah, I remember. The Packers' first two offensive plays of the game, they fumbled on both plays, and the Broncos picked it up and ran it back for touchdowns on the first two plays of the game. Okay. After that, Lynn Dickey was unbelievable. Threw for like 300 yards. Packers had a chance to win. They didn't quite do it. Okay. So I'm in the locker. I'm outside. And my, I'm shooting with a camera. And everything is just soaked like you can't believe. Okay. So I have to. I sneak into the locker room before the game actually ends to get some towels to try to dry off my stuff. Well, what happens? All of a sudden, I hear the doors just like explode open. Game was over. In walks Forrest Gregg and the team. I'm, I'm not supposed to be in the locker room, obviously. I'm hiding behind one of those big towel bins, you know, those yep. rolling towel bins. Yep. I'm literally covering, hiding behind that, praying he doesn't <laughs> see me, as he just tears into his team like he can't believe. <laughs> so he ends his thing. He goes up for his press conference. So because of that, I'm the last one to get to the press conference. And in those days, you just stand there, and it's a big scrum around him. So I'm, 
you know, in back, and I'm one man banding, as they call it, carrying the big recorder and the camera and the microphone, and I'm trying to, like, hold my microphone halfway close to Forrest Gregg. Well, you know, it's all wet, it's soaking wet, and it keeps hitting this one Denver, like, sports writer in the ear or something, okay? <laughs> so he keeps knocking my microphone aside. Well, I got you know, the little Nagani temper, so I take and I smack it against the side of his head. So he turns on me, we start going at it. Forrest even stops the press conference. What the hell is going on over there? So anyway, he and this guy go in the hallway, and we're kind of scuffling. All of a sudden, he looks up, and his eyes are real wide, and he lets go, and he, like, literally runs off, okay? <laughs> and I turn, and there's Larry McCarran standing there. Back in those days, he was about 270, 275, right. big, hairy. All he had was a towel around him, okay? And I go, wow, uh, Larry, thanks for the, the backup. He goes, well, you might be a bleepin' TV guy. <laughs> at least you're one of ours. He <laughs> That's, that's funny. my first contact with Larry McCann. Wow, and thus began a relationship <laughs> from there. Hey, you know what? I was watching Casablanca last night. It's like, you know what? This might be the start of a <laughs> exactly. No, here's the real question. Is there YouTube footage of that? I'd like I'd like to see that. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think there is. I'm, I'm going to look. That would be fun to see if there was. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. But you guys had a good chemistry. Where did that Johnny Boy thing came, come from that he would always I say? No, that's just Larry being Larry. <laughs> I have no idea. Funny. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> John, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again, okay? And take care. Eric, anytime, anything I can do for you, please, you got my number, just give me a call. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.